Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to The Hop. It's the podcast. It's all about beer. It's about beer. It's not about beer. It's about everything in between. I'm your co-host, Gabe. I'm Steven. What's up, guys? What is going on? Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. This is our first ever episode. Finally kicking things off. We had been talking about doing a podcast for a really long time. We wanted it to involve craft beer. We wanted it in, to involve breweries. We wanted it to involve non-craft beer related things. And so now we're finally doing it. We're wrapping it all in once and we got beers on the way. So we are drinking Counterweight Brewing today. We're going to be sampling three different beers from them. Uh, awesome brewery out of Hamden, Connecticut. Shout where, out our hometown. Where we're from. Uh, we wanted to kick it off with something local uh, right from home. So we're drinking Counterweight. Uh, we got a nice smattering of beers for you guys. It's going to be a good one. Hey, Steven. Hey, Gabe. Let's grab a drink. All right, everyone, we want to welcome you in officially to the HOP, H-O-P. Uh, it stands for really whatever we want it to, really. Don't you worry about it, uh, but it is the H-O-P. Um, and we're here because we want to be your new drinking buddies. We are here to make craft beer fun. We're here to make it informative. Uh, we definitely have a lot of craft beer insight to share with you guys, but most importantly, we want to make it entertaining we are not craft beer experts necessarily. I would um, consider us enthusiasts. I, craft beer enthusiasts. It just sounds better. We know a lot about beer. We have a lot of information to impart, if you will. But we're not here to be your kind of nerdy home brewing podcast. Uh, we're here to be a place where everybody can come together. Uh, and just grab a drink. So if you're a craft beer nerd, if you're homebrewing in your garage, or if you are just um, someone who's just looking for someone to drink with, uh, you have a home with us. And even for the people who are non-beer drinkers, we want to make sure we wanted to include everyone. So even if you're not a beer drinker, do not worry. We will find something that represents something close to what you like, maybe a sour, maybe some type of like wine or something like that. Um, we have already spoken about maybe bringing some whiskey and tequila into these episodes. Some whiskey so, and tequila. We might even do uh, – and, and for those uh, those Bud Light drinkers, those Corona people out there, don't feel isolated from us. We are going to feature those on the podcast too because um, beer is beer. Beer's beer, and we got to shotgun something. Like what you like. Uh, we might be snarky every now and then, but we're not trying to be. Uh, we're going to keep each other in check, uh, but we're not trying to be uh, craft beer nerds. So um, feel like you have a home with us. Uh, that said, we do 100% support independent uh, local breweries. We're going to try to feature as many uh, weird, different beers as we can uh, from all over uh, the country and really the world, uh, whatever we can get our, our hands on. Um, we might be limited by what we're able to find in our, in our stores and in our travels, but we're going to do our best to feature breweries, beers, um, styles, uh, and all that stuff, um, really from all over the place. Uh, so that's pretty much everything I got to say on that. Point. That's pretty much I who we are and what we're about to do. Um, 
you know, we have access. Uh, Steven's right now based in L.A. I'm right now based in New York City. So, I mean, we're, we, we've got some great options for beer, not a lot, let alone Connecticut, where we're both from. Um, I mean, we, we're going to, like Steven said, we're going to do whatever we can, get our hands on anything we can, um, while educating, while entertaining, all in one. So, without further ado, let's, uh, just keep it moving here. Let's dive in. And what, what the first thing we're going to do, um, in every episode, if we can, is we're going to highlight some news and notes from around the craft beer world. Uh, we want to highlight some, some big beer stories that we, that we hear out there, uh, and kind of keep everyone up to speed on what's going on. In the world of beer, Gabe, what do we got? All right. So, uh, yeah, let's get into what's been going on around in the beer world. Uh, for those of you in Ohio, get pumped. Um, we, we definitely have thousands of listeners in Ohio. 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 Columbus Winter Beer Fest returns in January celebrating hashtag 10 years of beers. Columbus Winter Beer Fest, presented by Taft's Brewing Company, returns to downtown Columbus. It's going to be a two-night celebration of craft beer, more than 350 local, regional, and hard-to-find craft beers from more than 130 breweries, including North High Brewing, Columbus Brewing Company, Taft's, and so many more. That sounds like just so much fun. Um, any any organization where you can go and just be surrounded by beer. We once went to Vermont for the beer fest up there. I go to beer fest whenever I can. Like if you can get to a beer fest, um, do it because it's like it's just like three hours of fun, and you're gonna find weird stuff that you've never seen anywhere else. Right. Uh, Expand your palate, man. And then you might. I definitely recommend going to a night session if you can, and I recommend Ubering home. Proceeds from the 10th annual Columbus Winter Beer Fest benefit Animal Rescue Partners and I Have a Dream Rescue Organization in their shared mission to find forever homes for animals in need. Help those little puppies out. They need homes and we need beer. So if we do have any listeners in Ohio, which would be fucking dope if we do, uh, you can visit the ColumbusWinterBeerFest.com to get tickets. Uh, like we said, that is going to be in the middle of January, um, or towards the end, sorry, you can go uh, January 24th or 25th, Friday and Saturday. They have a few different sessions, so check it out. And if you get a regular admission ticket, it includes 25 beer sample tickets, and it's an 8-ounce souvenir uh, glass or mug. Acrylic mug. Acrylic mug. And the best part is that, you know, when we went to the beer fest in Vermont, it was kind of the same thing. I mean, you, you go there, you sample all these beers. I mean, I don't know about you, but beer four or five, I was like, all right, I'm starting to feel a little fuzzy here in the best way possible. Eat food before you go. Uh, And always get a ride home or Uber. Always get a ride home. Um, Moving on, uh, Pelican Brewing Company, we wanted to uh, give a shout out to them there in Oregon. Uh, And they recently scored uh, four medals at the Brussels Beer Challenge. This is an international competition that provides a unique opportunity for uh, beer producers from around the world to compete with the best international and Belgian brewers. So uh, Pelican, coming out of Oregon, uh, went over there and uh, scored big for the United States uh, and America's independent brewers. Over a period of three days, uh, a panel of a hundred internationally renowned beer experts judged 1,800 beers from all corners of the world. 
To be one of those judges. <laughs> to, oh, God. Oh, God. What do you think it takes to become... You think we're, we're probably on our way to becoming... Just beer judges? An internationally renowned beer expert, right? I like this one. It probably started with a podcast. It, it probably did. I mean... For all of them. If we if we get popular enough, we can just go judge beer around the world. <laughs> They're going to have us in Brussels. Hey, sign me up. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Pour me another one. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they um, subdivided the beers into different categories, um, origin, typology, style, and then they taste them. Uh, and then they, they uh, award the finest beers, uh, gold, silver, and bronze medals, just like the Olympics. Shout out the Olympics. 2020. Coming soon. Coming up. Our favorite event of. The four Our years. favorite two weeks. <laughs> Our favorite event of the fortnight. <laughs> uh, so Pelican uh, got silver medals for uh, Father of All Tsunamis in the Russian Imperial Stout Barrel or Oak Age category. Come on! And the Tsunami Stout. What a million dollar sentence right there. Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, their Beakbender Hoppinated IPA and their Kawanda Cream Ale. Kawanda Forever. I knew I knew you were gonna say that. Uh, they <laughs> took bronze medals for that. Um, so uh, we just wanted to feature it because it's it's cool. Uh, it's always nice to see um, an independent brewery f- uh, from the United States uh, going and competing on the international stage and doing well. Um, Pelican is uh, a prestigious and award winning brewery. They opened, I believe, in 1996 in Oregon, so they are crushing it. Uh, but they do pride themselves on being born at the beach. Uh, and they have a few locations around Oregon. So for all of our listeners in Oregon, um, give some give some love to the fine people at Pelican Brewing. Now, this is really cool. Carl Strauss Brewing, San Diego, introduces a breakfast maple stout. But what they're doing is each year, it's like the 12 days of Christmas. So they have their annual holiday ale series. So... Um, each year they come out with like a new beer for the 12 days of Christmas going back to all the way to 2010. We got parrot and a palm tree, Baltic Porter, two Tortugas quadruple ale. Oh man, I'm not French. I know I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Moet a toi, fruitcake (laughs) ale, fruitcake ale. That's probably really good. Four scowling owl, owns, triple. Owns, I can't speak. Reading is hard when Reading a microphone is, is in front of your face. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that will, yeah, we'll blame everything else. Five wee heavy bells scotch ale. Stop. Do it again in a Scotch accent. Scottish accent. In a Scottish oh. It's got to be read in a Scottish Five accent. Five wee heavy bells scotch <laughs> ale. I was more Irish. I was just trying to. <laughs> that was so Irish. That didn't work. Uh, <laughs> well, I put you right Thanks on Thanks for spot. embarrassing me. I thought you were going to come through with that. Well, okay. Well, you try. What is a Scottish? I don't know. Oh, well, five so we heavy bell no, Scotch Irish. Don't even. That's it. coming out of the podcast. <laughs> no, that's staying in. <laughs> we got six suits of hanging Imperial Belgian Brown Ale. Six suits of hanging. Seven sharks a circling Imperial Smoked Porter. Nice. Now we got something good. Eight Mary Merriman, double, Eight triple. Mary Merman. It's five. Oh. Five golden rings. Do you not know the song? I thought by the time we got to eight, it would have to do it again. Doesn't it do it more than once? No, okay, so if we're going to do... No, it does not. It does it only once. Really? It's during five. Five golden rings. So in that case, we have to read the five in a Scottish accent with that pace. 
Five we heavy bells scotch ale. Not bad. <laughs> Nine bonfires blazing golden stout. And then for the tenth one, they've got the... Where the hell is it? The new one. Ten beers for breakfast. It is a brand new maple stout brewed with vanilla beans, rolled oats, and maple syrup. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yes, Are please. you kidding me? Full bodied, very good. Carl Strauss Brewing, San Diego. For all the listeners, for for the thousands of listeners in California, because we have so many we, now. We better have a lot. San Diego. Uh, yeah, if you can still catch it, be on the lookout. And if not, uh, find it next year. Finally, uh, wrapping up the news and notes section, I just think this was kind of, um, well, humorous. Uh, Coca-Cola <laughs> filed a complaint against the Mark Anthony based, uh, the Mark Anthony brand uh, White Claw Hard Seltzer, uh, because they are trying to introduce a new brand of white, a new flavor of White Claw called Surge. And Coca-Cola is complaining that this infringes on their Surge brand of citrus sodas. Uh, I didn't even know they still made that, but Coca-Cola is, um, they, they complained about it. Um, White Claw is slowly taking over. White Claw. And I'm not happy about it. I have, I can't even shit on it because I've never had it. I just can't imagine, you know what, you know what it fully is? Like, I bet White Claw is delicious because a lot of people like it, but, (laughs) but, I had the um the twisted tea years ago. Yeah. And that was so off putting to me that I just I the never idea got of alcoholic into that. seltzer. Yeah, I never got into like the twisted tea. That was like a, a like college freshman drink. We we don't have any beer, so we're just gonna pound six of these and get tipsy. I, I don't know. Of what? Twisted tea. Twisted tea. People like go it just hard was with like that. so I don't know what I was expecting it to taste like, but Does it taste like iced tea? It tasted like badness. Mm. Whatever badness. Whatever says. badness tastes. Not madness. Like, no, badness. It, t- it tasted. It tasted like the flavor of wrong. <laughs> Picture wrong in your head. That's what twisted tea. <laughs> whatever flavor just shot through your taste buds. Remember is, when we were said we we're going to be inclusionary? Yeah, we, we are. <laughs> if you drink white claw, come, come, welcome to the podcast. If you drink white claw, we're going to find. Okay, yeah, let's say this. If you drink white claw, that's fine. No judgment. We're going to try to find a beer that's very similar. Yeah, we're going to try to find one and and if you don't you like it, we this is I'm I'm laying this down right now for for you, from my mouth. You heard it first. We're going to do a white claw episode on this podcast. Oh god. We we're should gonna shotgun do it. white claw. Uh Has anyone ever done that? If you've done that, please tweet us or Instagram DM us, DM which us. is a thing that you can do now. Wow. Steven doesn't know how to use Instagram. I don't know how to use Instagram, cool. but I know that we have one. Anyway, Coca-Cola is suing White Claw um, because they claim that White Claw hard seltzer's products are highly similar and or closely related to the goods for which Surge's mark is registered and may be offered, at least in part, to the same or related. The point is, White Claw is being sued by Coca-Cola, and uh, I look forward to hearing how all that plays out. Um so that's, that's gonna be a fun shakedown. That's all the news and notes we got for you, guys. Before we bust into the beer, uh, every episode we want to throw a little toast at you. Uh, we want to raise our glasses. Thank you for joining us, um, and we have some sophisticated music to uh, play while we do that. This toast is for you guys. Oh, oh my mm. god! 
Pinky's yes. out, am I right? Yes. La- raise your glasses, ladies and gentlemen. A toast. Here's to the people who don't drink. We should all feel bad for them, because when they wake up in the morning, that's the best they'll feel all day. Damn. Make it stop. <laughs> it's very aggressive. We'll, we'll find a way to fade that. All right, let's uh, let's drink some beer. Hey, 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 hey! What are we drinking, Gabe? Today what are we starting we off have with three options that we're all gonna plow through first one we are doing is the one of the more classic beers that counterweight has to offer it's been a fan favorite uh i, I mean i see it everywhere i see it in new york it's their um, flagship beer their flagship beer it is none other than the headway ipa Pew. Oh, play it shit. let's hear it yeah headway! yes you Headway can't hear IP. that sound and not get pumped up. Anyway, We're gonna, if you don't like that sound, you should probably stop listening to this If podcast. you don't like... Oh, man. Yeah, oof. <laughs> We're going to play that sound after when something sad happens because it'll be funny. <laughs> um, Headway IPA. Oh, it shit. Is... I spilled my beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Somebody dies. Somebody spills a beer. <laughs> All right. That's We've enough. We've already lost a handful of people. <laughs> we got the Headway IPA. They're one of their classic, classic IPAs, brewed with four varieties of American hops, blends these hops with a variety in the kettle, and the dry hopping allows these varieties to be bright and expressive, and not many people know this, it is surprisingly juicy. It's a shocking, let's, I mean, let's, let's taste it first and foremost. Yeah, uh, let's get into it. So just off the bat, uh, it pours, um, just looking at it, it's got like a straw color uh, to it, like a straw, if I were to put this on the... um, the SRM chart, which is that's that's a chart that is the, it's the standard research research method number scale. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with it, and the SRM beer color scale uh, is how we kind of define uh, on a numbered scale one to over forty um, how dark a beer is in color. So this is probably clocking in at around between like a three to a five like in that range it's, it's pretty it's cloudy. light it's cloudy it's a it's a yellow like a light yellow color but it is cloudy um it's labeled as an american ipa but it really looks hazy yeah. straw color it looks like a like a new england you know what i mean all salud. right uh salud yeah oh just like college oh it's nice wow that's so smooth oh we're coming in at 6.5%. So the percentage is ABV. It's basically how strong the alcohol is. Alcohol by volume. Alcohol by volume. That too. Um, if we're in the 8% or higher, it's normally around the double IPA area. Um, some, you can find some IPAs in the 8%, but the higher the percentage, the stronger the beer is. Uh, 6.5, pretty solid. Uh, takes a few to get a little loose, if you know what I'm saying. So to give you an idea of alcohol by volume, um, your standard Budweiser is probably clocking in at around 4.1. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when you get into wine, Yikes. you're talking about like 12.5 ABV. Yeah. So that's a stronger uh, drink. And then when we get into like hard liquor, we're looking at like 20 or more. 
This beer makes me want to like tell a story. Gather round. I yeah, it's it's definitely like a gather round kind of drink. Should we do that? Just like um, just the tasting note side of it. Yeah. Uh, definitely very very citrusy. Yeah, on the smell the, on the nose, what you're gonna smell kind of immediately is is definitely like grapefruit, uh, some lemon. Those hops. Smelling it, I feel like it hits you more than when you drink it. The but hops, it, yeah. it's not a hard hit. It's very smooth. It's very, very easy. It's easy to drink, in my opinion. It's really drinkable. Um, it is uh, definitely uh, when you t- taste it, um, it. The first thing that's going to hit you, like Gabe said, is the citrus, the juiciness, um, some some grapefruit, uh, and there is bitterness to it because it is an IPA. You definitely have. Um, those notes of like pine um, and some kind of lingering bitterness in the back end, but it's not very hop forward um, for an IPA. It's definitely, um, I would say this thing, this beer to me looks, tastes, uh, and drinks like a New England IPA. It's just Correct. not called one. Correct. Uh, and mouthfeel wise, it's it, it's medium bodied. It's a moderate carbonation. It kind of sits in your mouth really nicely. It's just a really nice drinkable beer. What uh what season you would you want this the most in? I think like the summer. Like really? this is like a summery beer yeah. to me. Okay. You know, it's not like it's not like a um heavy, heavy winter beer. Um Correct. I agree. I agree. What about you? My first thought was to say fall, but now that you mentioned summer, I I, I might Change my answer to summer. I'm definitely late summer. Th- late yeah, summer. Yeah, late summer. It's merging like, on fall. It's not a million degrees out. It's like oh, it's like warm. Out. It's a um, I mean, there's definitely like the the complexity of of the different hop varieties that are in there. Right. Uh, right, right. the the flavors of it definitely give it like um some spiciness to it. So I could definitely enjoy that around the fall when you're normally drinking your beers with like. Uh, either pumpkin flavors or like a lot of coriander, nutmeg, ginger, all that kind of stuff, which I don't taste as much in this beer. But uh, the complexities of the hops and the citrus um, definitely give it like a a vibrancy. In this your beer mouth. is solid too. I feel like there are a lot of beers where it's hard to drink with food because the beer is so complex that you want it on its own. But mm. this beer, I feel like you can do either or. You can drink it on the side, or if you know if you're out with the fam. Very nice dinner. Maybe it's the anniversary. Maybe it's a birthday. Maybe you're celebrating something. I don't know. But you're out and you're drinking. I'll have a Headway IPA, please, from Hamden, Connecticut. From Hamden, Connecticut. The land of hope and dreams. God, who knew our hometown would have great beer? Counterweight, I mean, they're... Counterweight's crushing it. When did Counterweight open? Was it like 2000? Yesterday. (laughs) They just started. They they, yeah, they haven't been around. Twenty beers on day one. No, but they, they are pretty been around new. for that long. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it was. It's pretty recent, and Headway was their flagship beer. Um, you know, when you start a new brewery, the first thing you want to do is is pop out your decent IPA, yeah, right? It's absolutely. the most drinkable one. I mean, I love that the first beer we have on the podcast is an IPA. That's sort of like that's that's, that's who we are. That's honestly. where you begin. Yeah. I think really, like it's the it's the American. Uh, American standard. Let's let's talk more about the brewery. They've got it. Oh, yeah. So they're in Hamden, Connecticut. They've got their own tap room. And one of the best parts, I, I'm just going to throw this out there real quick. One of the best parts about this brewery is they are pet friendly. Oh, it's delightful. And they have a 
dog wall. If you bring your dog in, they will get a picture and throw it on the wall. And bonus points if you can get your dog to drink beer while the photo is being taken. Bonus. It won't count at the brewery, but we'll give you... We'll give you bonus we'll points. We'll give you the bonus points. And then PETA will come and take your dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, was it worth it though? <laughs> the beer guys hooked you guys up. It it really is such a... Del- like, if you go in there on a Saturday afternoon, especially like in the summer, uh, they, have a, they have a great outdoor patio area to sit. They have a awesome tap room with two stories so you kind of um you walk in and there's this great bar and there's games and stuff and everything uh, and it kind of comes to life there's food trucks outside and then you make a right and there's a staircase to go upstairs and you walk through the brewery itself so you're seeing the barrels on the wall That's, that's what i love i love going to a place like a tap room in a brewery and being able to like look through a window and seeing it all happen yeah and here you don't even look through a window you literally walk basically through the the brew house area you see the barrels you see the barrel aging happening you see all the equipment and you go upstairs to another bar where there's a whole other uh whole other hangout area there's a fireplace up there i think there's Ooh, like i think cuddle up with bay <laughs> bay if yes, you're out there yes sir and bay. there's dogs everywhere and there's dogs everywhere people are always bringing in pets and i have to say we've gone like we've done a Saturday afternoon and it's been pretty packed. We've done a, you know, Tuesday night and it's been packed. I mean, I think every single time it's just been, it's, it's super popular and everyone really loves it. Um, there are, as most breweries are known for, uh, food trucks, food trucks, food trucks. You will never go hungry. They always have new things. Uh, last time we went, we got buffalo chicken sliders. Come on. Come on to whoever that was that made those. Yo, shout out to the sliders. They shout were, out to that food truck. We don't know who they are, but delicious. if you make sliders in Hamden, Connecticut, there's a solid chance we're shouting you out right now. If you make sliders in Hamden, Connecticut, and you serve them out of a truck with a horn that goes... <laughs> You are our favorite. Our favorite. Um, they have kind of their their uh, brewery philosophy is kind of this um, odyssey of brewing, right? They're they're seeking to continuously honor uh, long held brewing t- brewing traditions. Uh, they want to stay true to uh, the beer styles that we all know and love, but they also want to explore new and innovative methods to highlight each ingredient and delight your palate with every sip. Um, I think this brewery is kind of the epitome of that. Like they're always experimenting with different ingredients. How can they highlight a different ingredient? Uh, sometimes you go into there in there, um, especially over the summer and you'll be, you'll see, you look at the menu and be like, you guys have four IPAs and three double IPAs and a Saison. Like, yeah, they don't mess around, but, but they're all IPAs, but you go, what the, but they're all different. They're all unique. Yeah. Because they're all yeah. focusing on a different hop varietal, varietal. That's a bitch of a word to say. <laughs> Vrowl. <laughs> no word will make us sound drunker than trying to say the word varietal. Or, uh. By the time we get to the last one, Vrowl. Vrowl. Yeah, yeah by, by beer three, we're gonna be like, yeah, this beer is really good. It's just go buy it. <laughs> just drink it. Um, I have to say something. In accordance with this brewery and the first Sunday of every month, because I found <laughs> this on the website and I thought this was, I like kind of want to do this. On the first Sunday of every month at 
Where are we drinking from? Counterway Brewing. Wow, I'm already feeling it. Wow. They have Find Your Balance Sundays. They have... I Oh, I know I'm going to say this wrong. I'll say it. Go ahead. Vinyasa class. Is that how it's pronounced? Because I honestly don't know. <laughs> V-I-N-Y-A-S-A class. Vinyasa class. It's like a flowing yoga class to soothe the body and mind. And if you pay for a class, you get a free beer. Tickets are only $20. It's like an hour. You go down a counterweight, you get super relaxed, super chill, you get in touch with your body, mind, soul, spirit, Holy Ghost. And then you forget it all. And then you forget it all with a <laughs> solid beer. like That you don't pay for. <laughs> like, it's, I, it's genius. I, so we are, like we said, we're from this town, so we are we are. I went in to a Hamden, party here once, so. We are... I would say pseudo celebrities in town, right, Gabe? I mean, totally. Yeah, everyone we, knows who we are. Everyone knows us. And if you know anything about Gabe and I, you can most often find us barefooted atop a yoga mat. In our, <laughs> yeah, that's us. With our doing downward dog. Like, how the fuck do you? I'm stuck. Down dogging it. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but if I was going to do it, it would probably happen at a brewery. I mean, why the hell not? Free beer? I'm there. How's this beer treating you? I love it. Every sip is, I, I get that. That citrus is just hitting the back of my throat and it's so good. I taste yeah. a little bit of lemon too. You get that at all? Oh, yeah. I Le- definitely, I can taste the grapefruit. But I taste I taste grapefruit primarily. I taste the lemon. I taste um a little bit of. I can feel it on like the back of my tongue. Orange. Yeah. And then the bitterness is what kind of lingers. Yes. Like that's, that's exactly right. That's the lasting taste. Like that's the. um. I mean, it doesn't linger too long. It's not, it's not, you know, a crazy double IPA, but right. it's, it's definitely in there. Um, Makes you want to drink more. Overall, it does drink like, like a nice, juicy New England, and we are. Canterbury has a lot of other beers. Uh, most of the beers on tap are very good. They've got IPA, IPA, uh, bourbon barrel age. They've got stouts, pilsner, say say. Size. Say it. Say it for me. Saison. Saison. Oh my god, I could not say that earlier. They've got oatmeal stouts. They've got rotating beers in house. There are just so many to count. Yeah, they so they're they're in that exciting so stage of like where they're they're a newer brewery, so they were featuring a lot of IPAs, and now they're at the point where they're starting to some of that that stuff that takes a little longer to brew is starting to come to fruition. They're starting to get a little experimental. You're starting to see more lagers. You're seeing some pilsners. Yeah. You're seeing. You're seeing the Saisons. You're definitely seeing the Sours. We're going to feature one of them in just a little bit. Uh, you're seeing those German styles, uh, a little bit more variety in their menu. Ho, ho, hope for the kids. They have American <laughs> IPA. Sign me up. They have so many beers, too. If you go to their website and just look around, like they have a ton of brews, and they also have a little... I, I love... I love when breweries have like a graveyard on their website. <laughs> like <laughs> Retired brews, so they yeah. call it. Just like all the beers that that just aren't with us anymore, but probably were great at the time. They'll they'll be forever be in our hearts. A lot of IPAs. A lot of um, IPAs. So take a look there. But but their their brewery always has like uh what do they have? Like ten, twelve beers on tap? Yeah. So And the people there are very, very nice. The people there are delightful. <laughs> um and I'm ready for a second beer. I'm ready for you. beer number two. Do we want to go with table beer? Yeah, I think we. I think we move from. I think we're gonna move from the IPA to the sours. Let's so do it. Let's do I'm it. I'm not big on sours, so this will be fun for me. Oh well, 
Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. Beer number two. It is called the Proper Pause. It is known as a table beer or a sour. A sour, a Brett. Hey, hey uh, Steven. Yes, um, this is Gabe. I, I, I have a question, just yeah, real, real Gabe, quick. Just what, wondering if you can What can, can I do for you? Yes, uh, wait, raise your hand. Raise your oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, raise my hand. Gabe, Let yes, the record yes, show Gabe. I was raising my hand. His hand uh, is raised. What the hell is a sour? What is a sour, Is it Gabe? beer that's sour? No. Is it beer that's gone bad? No. No. Sour beer is beer which is intentionally acidic. Uh, so it's got an, like a, a high acidity level, an acidic, a tart, or a sour taste. Um, so but in most, a good way. Yeah. So, so most common, there are a bunch of different uh, sour beer styles. There are uh, Lambics. There are Gozas. There are uh, Flanders Red Ales. This is a table Brett. Um, Brett beer is b- beer that has uh, Brett of mice. I can never really pronounce it. Um, Brett. Tenomyces. So, so modern brewing uh, is done um, in sterile environments, right? Breweries, breweries work really hard to clean everything, make sure everything is sterile, and make sure that nothing is contaminating or getting into you the beer to. that you don't want in there, yeah, right? Yeah, you have to, but, especially after when it, you know, you use the barrels, or not the barrels, the big cylinder things. I mean, you got to clean everything. You got to clean those. There's no way you could brew twice without clean those in between. So, but it, uh, sour beers are made by intentionally allowing wild yeast strains or uh, certain kinds of bacteria into the brew. Um, so they'll do this through barrel aging, um, or they'll cool the wort in a cool ship, which is a whole other thing that we can get into uh, at another time. But there's a whole bunch of different ways of of getting these uh, these bacteria, such as Brettanomyces, into uh, a beer, and what it does is um, it gives the beer a, a very highly acidic, sour kind of mouthfeel, which is why it's really popular with a lot of wine drinkers. Yes, just about to say that wine wine drinkers pay attention. Yeah, um, it, it's something that you might enjoy because it's something that's uh, a little bit further away from the kind of intense bitterness that you might associate with an IPA or uh, the uh, aggressive malt that you might not like so much in your, in your typical, um, even like a Budweiser or uh, a more stout or darker beer or anything like that. This is um, much more vibrant, much more acidic um, and fruity, really, fruity, really nice in the summer. Um, this beer in particular uh, spent more than a year resting in barrels with multiple strains of wild yeast and then conti- conditioned in the bottle for more than four months. Uh, result is a nice, like Stephen said, Brett characteristic. Shout out to Brett. I don't know who he is, but he's doing something right. Uh, some pineapple-like flavors, light oak, and some nice funky tones, too. Will this make you a jazz player? No, but funky tones are never bad in the alcohol world. Um, again, it is called proper pause, and I think we should take a proper pause and sip on his drink. But before we do, can I just talk about, can we talk about these glasses that we're drinking out of? Sun, sand, and a drink in my hand. Where did these come from? I don't know where these glasses came from, but they just screamed sour to me. Okay. So no, summery. they do. They do. I just like, I noticed. They're kind of like little wine glasses. We poured it and I looked at it and I was like, huh, I feel like I should be on the beach. <laughs> 
and now you're going to drink a sour. Um, so before we before we drink, uh, I just want to note the color. I would put it the, about the same as head white. Yeah, cloudy again. Um, again, that SRM scale that we're going to talk about uh, from time to time, it, I would put it at about three to five. I, I wouldn't say I – mean, it's not – It's not dark. No. It's just a little cloudy. Yeah, just a little cloudy. It looks like – But but nice light color. It, it looks – it doesn't have like the foam head as much, but it looks like just like the golden beer color. The head like went it, away really quickly. Like from far away, you wouldn't know this is a sour because no. there are some sours. It's like pink and yeah. red. Like you're you're drinking. It looks like you're drinking juice. Some sours, depending on on how it's soured, the kind of stuff that they put in it, whether they're putting you know red wine involved or or strawberries, some kind of fruit or something like that. You can have a sour that does. Yeah, it looks like a like a. Like a bright red color, like a or sharpie. Yeah, <laughs> ew. Drink a sharpie. <laughs> Throw that sour out. <laughs> hey, uh, but this one it is good. looks exactly like the headway. It's a nice, um, bright orange color. Smells like wine, fruity wine. S- smells like fr- it smells like pineapple. It smells like yeah, definitely um, getting the pineapple. Uh, it smells like you. You getting strawberry at all? Or am I just crazy? I get, yeah, I get strawberry. Yeah, you smell that, right? A lot of, yeah, just a lot of different fruit. Uh, orange, strawberry, pineapple. All right. A little mango. Let's drink. Let's do it. Salud. Salud. Fruité. Ooh. Fruité. It's delightful. Um, so it's barrel aged in white wine barrels. Um, that's probably why. Which is what, yeah, I, like, you kind of get that. Yeah. It's like, it's not, so sour that it like blasts your mouth. Yeah, no, the sourness. No, no. It's it's subdued. I feel like some people. I mean, at least for me, when I first tried a sour for the first time, they were like, "Yeah, try this. It's a sour." I was like, "Why the hell would I drink that?" It's like, no, no, it's it's very different. Although I will admit, sour is not normally my go-to. This is very good. I mean, it's it's kind of like a, a better tasting carbonated wine, but it's a beer. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> If you like wine and you've always wanted to get into beer, this is a good avenue for you to do yes, it. I would go absolutely. out and find, you know, if you can't get counterweight in your hometown, which is highly possible, I would go out and get uh, a sour from any number of companies that are doing it really well. Um, Two Roads, staying local in Connecticut is a big one for absolutely. me. Um, but there are, you know, companies at the at the large scale, Firestone Walker in California does amazing stuff. Uh, there are, you know, it's... It's everywhere, and if you're into sours, they're um, they're pretty popular now. I feel like they're they're spiking up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whenever, if so, if you if you are someone who's into sours, um, just there are certain words to look out for when you're reading a menu. If you're in a, a restaurant or something, uh, if you ever see words like lambic, brett, b r e t t, look out for your boy brett. Uh, goza, g o s e. Yep. Um, any words like that, uh will often mean that the beer is sour. Uh, to be, you know, sometimes they'll say sour ale, wild ale. You will see things like that. Uh, but very often it's going to say something like, you know, Berliner Weiss or Lambic. And these words mean No, sour. you do not need to learn Latin <laughs> to drink these beers. It was German. But <laughs> <laughs> or also, yes. Um, but this is, a, this is a nice one. This is a really new beer. There's like not yes. a lot of... Uh, Googleable information out there, yeah. um, but it's it. They call it a table beer. It clocks in at I believe five point five point five. Yeah, so solid, not too uh, uh, strong, not not strong 
too much, but it's it's got a nice it's got a nice uh, flavor to it and a nice body to it. It's 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 easy to drink. I will say that definitely light. Got those funky tones, like it said. And again, if you like fruit, this is the beer for you. And they call it a table beer because it's in that that world of like lower ABV. It's something you could you know you were talking Gabe earlier about uh, beers you could kind of sip on while you eat. Absolutely. This is like this is this beer is not going to get in the way of your dinner no. at all. Uh, it's It'll probably just, add to it because you know I don't know if I'd get like a steak with this, but definitely like the steak would overpower this. Yeah, I feel yeah, like. yeah. But I mean, you know, you can definitely eat something and then wash it down with this fruity finish. I mean, it'd be a great combination. And that's the other thing. I mean, a lot of these beers, you know, it's, yeah, you know, if you drink a lot, it can get you drunk, like, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, it's also, like, so much flavor. Yeah. You know, you want to be able to drink it. That's one of our missions. We want you to be able to drink these beers and go, all right, what am I tasting? Because, you know, know, we want to educate. We want people to know, like, how good this – things these things are and the science behind it all i feel like that stuff is so intimidating to people when you hear uh a lot of uh podcasts that are like you know or podcasts are just or just beer people who will talk about beer and they'll be like yes i'm really getting notes of like a- honey crisp apple and yeah. red pepper flake and you're like what like yeah, i don't taste yeah. that in the beer at all but like taste whatever you taste like it's just a matter of um that you know we go back to what we said at the top we're not beer experts no we're just people who taste what we taste in the beer and we know a lot about beer uh but we're just here to have a good time um i just came for the beer i don't steven invited me and i just kind of showed up i invited him and told him to bring a microphone bring a microphone and your taste buds sit over there solid (laughs) hook me up this beer uh mouthfeel wise it's uh it's pretty well carbonated, um, and because of the acidity, it definitely um, kind of zings your mouth as it goes goes in. There's definitely um, a, a pungentness to it, a funk to it. Correct. Um, but like we've been kind of talking about, it is not um, overly sour. It's not one that's going to hit you in the face with that. It is definitely smoother going down, just a sort of nice, easy drinkable beer. Um, Would you say it's kind of like... Um... Oh, what the hell is that? Um, sangria? Like, mm. how close would you put it to sangria? I mean, I, sangria, that's such a polarizing topic because everybody makes their sangria different. Well, <laughs> you know? true, yeah. Some people make it with white wine. Some people make it with red wine. Some people, they put so much fruit in it that it becomes, it becomes red some wine. Some people yeah. make it with rosé. Some people put hard liquor in their sangria. Like, Wow, really? I don't yeah. drink sangria. I mean, <laughs> have you ever had sangria? Yeah, like once. Yeah, it's um I mean, but we're drinking a beer that's uh got a lot of funk and sour to it so so that it and and actually it was aged in white wine barrels and there's fruit notes in the beer so it 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 is kind of similar to that, yeah. I guess. I I don't know. I just like that's the one of the first things I normally think of when I have something like this. It's that fruitiness that just brings me to it. And it's yeah. like, this I would drink in the summer. This is a summer I drink. I was just going to say that. This yeah. is a summer beer. Um, it's not summer now, and we're drinking it. Um, and it's it's delightful. It's nice. Yeah, you know? it's smooth. Um, but, like, it would be nice around your, your holiday table. It would be nice around, um, like, 5 o'clock in the afternoon if you're having some friends over for some... 
for board game night for <laughs> monopoly on the veranda <laughs> <laughs> you know if you're on your yacht and you want to cr- crack uh, open a dude sour. every time i'm on my yacht i'm like i know right i'm like where's yours of- parked i keep my yacht in Bridgeport. <laughs> <laughs> Why? And I fly here from L.A. Yikes. Um, for the listeners. The Connecticut people will get that joke. And we don't have yachts. Clearly. We sound like we have yachts. People Clearly. with yachts obviously start craft beer podcasts. Right? That's what they have time for. Um... I mean, we, we got one more beer. I think Uh-oh. I think it's time. Oh no! Dun dun, S- Stephen, I'm scared. Dun 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 dun. What is that? ESPN. That was ESPN. Yeah. Bum 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 bum. bum. We love football uh, on this podcast too. We love if, football. If you do fantasy football, you will hear us mention our yeah. sorrows as we slowly lose our leagues. Once we're in the height of the fantasy season, you might have to remind me we're not a fantasy football podcast. Cause oh, I, yeah, absolutely not, because we'll go Steven, off. We'll, we'll talk for way too long about that. That wide receiver screwed me. <laughs> we'll, we'll just go off. Um, I'm, I'm nervous, but, but are you ready? I'm ready to dive in. Let's get it. Number three. Here we go. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, our final... Offering, which I must admit is my, I'm most excited about, would be the Slumbering Behemoth Imperial Stout. It is a, uh, got an ABV clocking it at 10%. 10% beer, so so yeah, we're going to be feeling this one. Yeah. Um, I am a big fan of imperial stats really imperial anything i love if you raise the abv in a beer it makes me happy and that's not just because i want to get drunk it's because sometimes you know i like a stout uh but a stout has a certain flavor profile and when you add alcohol to a beer no matter what the beer is whether it's an ipa whether it's a pumpkin beer whether it's a stout it doesn't matter what it is adding more alcohol to the beer adds complexity to the flavor and it makes it kind of a richer more full-bodied experience so yeah. yes it's going to pack a punch it's going to make you feel it really quickly but it's also going to make a far more complex beer in a lot of ways that i really enjoy drinking so i'm and excited this for beer, this one. this beer is special because it's named after for all the people that know hamden connecticut you know sleeping giant park great place to hike if you know hamden at all uh if you come to hamden you'll find uh quinnipiac university and quinnipiac university sits uh at the foot of sleeping giant mountain which is a mountain that we have that uh, from far away the hills look as if a giant laid down in the you you gotta you gotta squint your eyes he's there you gotta see it with through but the, the slumbering behemoth is named after the sleeping giant uh, we're drinking it out of, uh, this one we bought in cans, so we're drinking it out of pint cans, and we're, um, I mean, we're putting it in a glass. Pouring it into glasses because we're classy bitches. Unlike the one that came directly from the, from the keg to a growler to our beer. Hey, whatever works, you know? I just want the people to know what's happening. This thing, it, it, okay, so on the, on the S, S, L, J, M scale. S, R, M scale. 
This thing is dark. This looks yeah. like coffee. <laughs> this thing is like 39, maybe more than 40. It's like jet black. Yes. So if you like coffee, you know, you have an idea what we're drinking. Rich bodied, um, very, very full body. I haven't tried it yet, but I just, I just know this type of beer. If you really love stouts and you like, if you love like beers like Guinness and things like that, I mean, this is, this is nothing like Guinness. This is like, well, it is like Guinness and it isn't. It's just the flavor and the notes and what you get. It's just so different. And again, coming in at 10%. This is a strong beer. So I just poured it into my glass and it pours like, it's like thick. It's like pouring coffee or like, you know what it really looks like? Coca-Cola. Like it's that yeah, dark. Yeah, it kind of does. It's that dark and the fizziness of the, um, of the bubbles. I mean, the head is like this like nice, um, dark, pillowy head of foam that disappears real quickly um let's do it salud oh wow come on man really that's so good oh that's so good Ooh, you're gonna have to excuse me i want to go curl up in bed with yeah this 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 is you drink by a campfire this is gonna punch you in the mouth but in like the best way so delicious man so on the smell um Caramel, chocolate, oh, yeah. coffee. Yeah. And in drinking it, that chocolate comes that chocolate full flavor. forward. Yeah, the it chocolate. just it hits you over the head. Chocolate, vanilla, um, some caramel. It lingers in your mouth. Uh, the mouthfeel is like it's this like delightful kind of it's just like coats your mouth and uh it doesn't ling like the flavor lingers a little bit. Um I wanna but, like pour this like it feels in your mouth like you just ate chocolate that melted in your mouth. Yeah. And went away. That's the feeling I'm kind of left with. Yeah, it's delicious. I agree. I want to like pour it over ice cream. That'd be a mm. horrible idea, but like, you know what I mean? It's just, it reminds me of chocolate. It tastes that way, but it's also just the full body of it. It's also like bourbon-y. It's like you get, uh, you get the chocolate, you get the caramel, you get all those sweet notes, the vanilla... And um, the the high ABV gives it notes of these like of like bourbon um, or brandy flavors. Like yeah, if you put it in a pot and reduced it for like a few minutes, the yeah. like thick sear like took a little bit of the water out of it. What you'd be left with is something that I would love to pour over like vanilla ice cream. You know? Yeah, yeah. You could definitely like I don't know. You could, it, it's it's like a dessert beer. Almost. It's delicious. Uh, beer Advocate, um, we haven't talked about this with the other beers as much, but uh, Beer Advocate does rate beers uh, on a scale of 100. Um, really, their readers do, so it's uh, the ratings that readers give the beer. That is the the, the rating that the beer eventually has. Uh, the Headway IPA uh, clocks in at 93 on Beer Advocate. Uh, this one clocks in at 92, so really high-rated beer. And they're out of, what, 100? Out of 100, yeah. yeah. Uh, on Untapped... Um, out of five, it's got a rating, um, a consensus rating of 4.24. Um, so if you like stouts, this is a good one for you. Um, this, this beer will like make you grow a full beard in like (laughs) 24 hours. Like I feel like men drink this. If you're going, if you're going bald, this beer will grow back. (laughs) You should be carrying an ax and wearing flannel. You could order Roman. Or you could drink this beer. Or you can drink this beer. 
Um, and it does have that high ABV, but the other, the other thing about this beer is it's subtle. Like you don't drink it and go, holy shit, that's boozy. You know, like you don't drink it and it's not like taking a shot. Like you don't feel it in that way. It is subtle. Um, it's so sweet and delicious and you're just going to enjoy drinking it. And that ABV is going to creep up on you. Uh, oh yeah. 15 minutes from now, I'm going to be on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the other thing, this this kind of like slightly breaks my heart to talk about because we couldn't have it on the podcast for you guys, but they do have uh, this beer. They took this beer, this slumbering behemoth that we're drinking right now, mm. and they aged it in mm. maple bourbon barrels, mm. and they have that on tap at the brewery, and I'm not going to lie to you, we sampled that before we left, and we couldn't do it on mic for you guys but that it, it like it made us taller <laughs> and it, it 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 made us muscular more more muscular it was like going to the gym but all we did was take a sample of that beer. it was so good it was so that good. maple syrup that it like it's not too sugary and you know you mm-hmm. think with me you know it's not just pouring into the glass like it really added what we I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I can drink like ten of these." It just takes this beer that we clearly love. I mean, you can hear it in our voices. We're so passionate about it. Yeah, and it just heightened it to another fucking level. Yeah, and it was man. Like sweet. It was like all of these flavors that we've been talking about, and in addition to that, this extra layer of like sweet deliciousness that was so exciting it just was so much to take in on your palate it was delicious this like, just I, I don't know about you but this just screams campfire to me mm-hmm. like not necessarily winter like sure winter but just i mean just it's it's a little chilly throw on the camp let's make a campfire throw on the campfire <laughs> listen oh my god and there, Let, uh, let's make a campfire like definitely this type of beer this is a like it's like a dessert yeah it's it's really delightful and it's available in pipe cans from counterweight so um you know counterweight they don't they do distribute their cans to local liquor stores uh it might be harder to get if you're uh not in the area but if you find yourself in connecticut for any reason get yourself there yeah uh and try this stuff because it's um i don't know if you could tell we 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 really like this beer and i like that it's named slumbering behemoth too i like that it's uh well from their website uh, it's their tribute to the local landmark, which dominates our horizon that we share with our friends and patrons. That would be Sleeping Giant Mountain. Uh, and this Imperial Stout will move you. Um, it is constructed with an array of malts to create the notes that we've been talking about. Dark chocolate, vanilla, and caramel. Caramel. It's so good. It's so rich. I feel like I'm drinking chocolate, but in a beer. I'm going to be sipping on this for a while. <laughs> I will I'm not already finish. feeling it. Yeah, I'm not it's, lie. it's 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 a powerful little beer. But I'm gonna I'm seeing two of Steven right now. I'm gonna snuggle up. Not with me by the campfire. <laughs> Come on, please. <laughs> if I beg. All right. Fine. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely like a campfire <laughs> snuggle up sort of like you just got off the slopes of skiing. Mm. You're in the lodge. It's like I want to go skiing now. I'll have an imperial stop. You ever been skiing? I don't ski. I neither do I. I've been skiing. I have. I, I want to do it. I've never done it. I've okay. Here's the thing with skiing. <laughs> Off topic. We do this a lot. Hang in there. Just hold on. 
Off topic, we do this a lot. With skiing, I've only – I don't know why it is with skiing, but I've only heard horror stories. Like anyone that tells me about skiing, they're like, yeah, I tore my ACL. I fell. I did this. The skis broke. I was going too fast. I'm like, does anyone have a good skiing story to like not scare the crap out of me? Well, the thing about skiing is think about your foot. How long is it? Maybe a foot? Eleven and a half. <laughs> When you put on skis, your foot is like six times as long. Okay. And that's a real pain in the ass. And so Okay. If, and so if you're going down the mountain and something like you start to like lose your balance, you can't catch your balance. Your foot What is are those seven sticks for? The sticks do nothing. I yeah, don't know. Why do the, people have those? Why do you have the sticks? You don't use the sticks. They don't, it's not like you navigate with the sticks. Like, I, listen, it's been a long time since I skied. It was like a long time ago, but. You can tell we've been drinking. <laughs> but because now we're just going off. I had to learn for some reason. Like, I think like the school I went to took me on a skiing trip or something. Like it was. What? It was. Wow. It, yeah. So We didn't have that field trip. I got to the level of a green slope. I did that a few times and it was fine. I don't, I don't know what that means. There's bunny, there's green, there's blue, there's black. Okay, so it's one step above. So it's one step above, like, beginner. Yes, the bunny hill is, like, basically, like, the ground was a little sloped in the backyard. Oh, okay. Somebody threw some snow down on it, and okay. that's where you, like, learn. And then there's a green hill. Right. Anything higher than that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but you have to go down the mountain like sideways because if you go straight down, you're just oh, going to zip yeah. down the mountain. Yeah, you have to you have to snake down, right? Yeah, but in but in all my week and a half of skiing experience, no one ever said you use the sticks. So I I, I just held them for a long they're time. They're for balance, but like what what I don't know what you're balancing. If you're going fast down the mountain, how are you going to use the sticks to balance you? You ever snowboard? No. I've snowboarded before. How'd that go? Pretty well. I didn't die. <laughs> I love that that's the bar. That's the bar, you know. No, it was fun. And I, I felt like, it, you know, it's it's like skateboarding but on snow. I mean, I know. I know, Relax all the people who snowboard. I know I'm wrong, but, I mean, I don't do these kind of activities, so that's all I can go we off We just of. don't understand your lifestyle. It comes out of it. love. Sean White, please don't yell at me. We I wish. love you. He's definitely listening. He's definitely listening. Um, yeah, I've never been skiing and I want to go, but I've just heard horrible, horrible things. You know what Gabe and I are great at, though? Uh, and see, this is the thing. Like, some people snowboard, some people ski. We can snow tube. And <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. It's a skill. It is it, though? It's a skill. That's, yeah, on the bunny hill. <laughs> hey, guys, before we get out of here... Uh, real quick, um, every episode we're going to try and uh, try to highlight some things for you that caught our eye, some things that we find funny or fun, some just exciting things from around, um, just not to do with beer, just around the world. Uh, and so, Gabe, what do we got? Well, if you can find this woman, I don't know where she is, but her name is Wanda Dench. And if you can find her, you will have a great Thanksgiving meal. I read an article last Thanksgiving this woman, her name is Wanda Dench. She thought she was texting her grandson and she ended up texting a stranger. And basically what she did was she said, Hey, can't wait to have you over for Thanksgiving. We're having it at my house. Bring your significant other, blah, blah, blah. And the person, his name is Jamal Hinton. 
texted back saying, you know, who is this? And, and he said, send a picture. She sent a selfie. He sent one back. Long story short, she texted the wrong person. She thought she was texting her grandson. She texted the wrong person. And he said, can I still come over and get a plate of, th- a plate of food though? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. Come on over. That's what grandmas do. They, they feed everyone and they care for everyone. Four years later, he still goes over. This is a tradition now of texting a stranger saying, come to my house for Thanksgiving. And now they've got this great friendship and it's hilarious, but also heartwarming at the same time, knowing there are people out there that you're just one text away from meeting your next best friend. Shout out to the grandmas out there. Shout out to the grandmothers out there. For real. I mean, this has been going on and it's like, it's a thing now. I mean, they always reunite and they always uh, meet up for Thanksgiving. They take selfies and they just get together and they just have a great time. And it's, so what I want to know is the did the guy who was supposed to get that text also come to that Thanksgiving or did he He got replaced? <laughs> she's got a new grandson now. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, he's my grandson now. You gotta you gotta go to your other grandparents. Look at me. I am the grandson now. I am the grandson now. I just think it's so funny that like if I got I mean, think about it. You got a text from a random grandmother saying, Come to my house for Thanksgiving. Aren't you going to inquire a little bit? Like, I wouldn't immediately just be like, nah, wrong person, goodbye. Like, I'd be like, well, wait, what, like, you got, y'all got pumpkin pie? What you serving? What are you serving? Like, how do you make the turkey? What do you, what are we doing here? Because my grandma's been fucking up cranberry sauce for years, and I've been looking for a new grandma. Fucking grandma brought the wrong caramel. Son of a bitch, grandma. This is why we don't like you. This is, Wow. Are we going to end the show on that dark note? Absolutely not. I love my grandma. I love, uh, shout out to all the grandmothers out there. Shout but, out to um, grandmas. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. This was uh, episode one. We are so one happy to hop. have you guys. We're so happy you're with us, uh, the HOP. Uh, check back each and every Thursday. We will be here uh, once a week to break down a different beer, different brewery for you. Uh, we're figuring it out. You're figuring it out. Uh, but we're going to be here every week, and uh, we hope you stick with us. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We'll have a website soon. Follow us, contribute to us, DM us, message us. Let us know what you want us to drink. We only know so much. If you, if you find a Hawaiian beer, an Alaskan beer, you know, send it to us. We want to highlight everything that you guys want us to drink. This is for you, for the people. We want to do it together. Yeah, let us know what you want to see on the podcast because, uh, we can get hyped about any beer, uh, but we want to, Know what you guys want to hear about and what you guys want to learn about. And uh, we're open to anything. So send us your your tweets, your DMs, your Instagram things. Your Venmos, your, your, your form springs. Venmo. Send spring. us money on Venmo. Send us whatever you got. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want feedback. Um, we appreciate you so much. Uh, and we'll be back next Thursday. So, uh, Gabe, I think, I think we did it. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, guys. Uh, Have a great week. Let's get out of here.